Heavenly Father, we are here together in the name of Lord Jesus Christ to hear your precious words. We believe all your words spoken by you, a spirit and life, Lord. Lord, give us spirit of wisdom and revelation and open our understanding so that we may be able to understand your words, Lord, and receive your words, Lord. Cleanse our heart, thought, and imagination. Then we can put your words in our heart to meditate and to reap in 144, 64s, 34s. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Yeah, let me read the book of Psalm chapter 78 related to today's sermon, okay? Give ear, my people, to my law, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come at the praises of the Lord. And the strength and his wonderful works that he hath done, for he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed the law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the words of God, but keep his commandments, and might not be um, as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart upright, all right, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim's being armed and carrying bows turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his way, in his law, and fought, forget his works and uh, his wonders that he had shewed them. Marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt to the field of Zone. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through and he made the waters to stand as an hip. In the daytime also he led them with a cloud and all the night with the light of fire. He claimed the rock, rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as out of great depth. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. And they tempted God in their heart. 
by asking meat for their lust. Yes, they speak against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore the Lord heard this and was wrath. So fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also came up against Israel, because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and had rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven, man did eat angels' food, be sent them, be to the full. Amen. All right, let me read the book of Numbers, chapter 21, verse 4 through 9. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom, and the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loathes this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fury serpent and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten when he looked upon it, shall leave. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Amen. You know, the the gospel of Christ, you know, so mysterious, you know, whosoever believes in Jesus Christ, you know, shall have salvation. In other words, to receive eternal life. It's a mystery. Today's sermon is relationship between uh, fury serpents of brass on the pole in the wilderness and also 
to Jesus Christ hang on the cross just like a snake, serpent. And when the Jews who were walking through the wilderness along the way saw the various miracles of God with their own eyes and rebuked God and Moses again, 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 complaining, grumbling, and God immediately sent the fury serpents to the people to kill many of them. When people repented to God and Moses, and Moses prayed God, and God asked him to do as answer a prayer, make thee a fury serpent and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. How can men shall live, you know, after they're bitten by serpent? It's a matter of time, probably, you know, five minutes probably, they have to die. How can they be healed, you know, because they beheld the serpent on the pole? It's a mystery, right? The important thing is that God asked Moses to set up a serpent on the pole. Whatever God said, it will be done. That is the faith. You know that? When Moses immediately made the serpent of brass and hung it on the pole, the people who were bitten by the serpents looked at the brass. Serpent lived, not died. Why? Moses made the serpent of brass. It's very important. In the Holy Spirit, Moses made the serpent with brass. In the Bible, brass means judgment. In the tabernacle, as by God to the people of Israel, whenever enter tabernacle, the first thing appears is altar. That's the first thing. The altar was made of brass. Why? It means judgment. Somebody got a judgment on there by fire. At the brass altar sacrifices that were judged for the sins of people of Israel were burned with fire and were offered as burnt offerings. Also, the altar is a model of a cross where Jesus was offered as a burnt offering to be judged for the sin of the world. In other words, you know, uh, Moses made the serpent of brass hung on the pole. If that means for the sins of Israel, because they repent, repented to God and Moses, you know, that's why instead, you know, the serpent should be judged for them. Same thing. Oh, Jesus Christ, you know, was a judge on the cross on behalf of our sins. Whosoever born in the world, you know, finally, someday, have to die, just like as they're bitten by the serpent, right? For them, only five minutes they die. But these days, you know, maybe 70 years, 80 years, 90 years, even 100 years, you know, have to die, right? Same thing, death. Doesn't matter, you know. To God, 
five minutes and hundred years doesn't have, any, doesn't have any difference, right? The second thing that appears in the tent is the water basin. This water basin is also made of brass. It is a place where the priests wash their feet before entering the sanctuary to offer sacrifices for the people. This water basin is a model of the place where believers in Jesus Christ confess their sins and wash before they enter the holy place to pray in the Holy Ghost and receive the words of God to hear the voice of God. This water basin is a place where the saved saints confess their own sins and judge their sins themselves. We have to judge our sins, you know that? We have to judge our sins every day. God judged the serpent and whosoever looked upon it not died because they confessed their sins. God judged the serpents. Those who looked upon the brass serpent never died, even though they were bitten by the serpents. But who did not look at it would surely have died, absolutely. Those who believe in the words of God have been saved, but all human, humanistic people must be dead. Same things happening these days. The people who realize that they were dying among the people lived to look at the breast serpent, but all who thought they would not die were all dead. Today, the earth's population is over 7 billion, as you know. Suddenly, how many of them realize that they are dying slowly from their birth, considering seriously the matter of death? A humanist understood of his death sooner or later and believed in Jesus to receive him as a savior. And he said, if a politician does not realize that he's dying, he is going to become a dictator. And also, if a successful businessman does not realize what they're going to die, he must be becoming money addicted. In other words, everyone who does not realize that he is dying will live a wicked life and live a life worse than the beast before God. That's why, you know, people... Uh, just behave themselves, you know, much worse than, worse than beast these days. God said to the people of the world that when they were bitten by devil, worse than suffering, even not knowing when to die. That's why Jesus said, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, and whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. As a bread serpent, Jesus was hung on the cross to be judged on behalf of sinners. What a tremendous word of God saying, whosoever believe in Jesus on the tree shall receive the eternal life on the cross to be judged for the sins of the world. The people who looked at the bread serpent in the wilderness that were hanging on the pole, did not die, did not die.
But they could not receive eternal life. Even though they not die, they lived. But at the time, nobody can receive eternal life. Only life means, you know, kind of physical life. But just looking at Jesus hung on the cross, just as a brass serpent in the wilderness, sinners receive eternal life right away. Why? Because God said that. God said that in the, in the wilderness, God never said they would receive eternal life. The only physical life. But now Jesus said, Shall I perish who said believe in him? But receive everlasting life. Same words of God. That's why whenever we believe in Jesus, you know, right away we receive eternal life, right? Jesus said that he shall lift it up on the pole, on a pole like a brass serpent, on a pole means cross. He said, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. But the old serpent, that is the devil, that has been fooling around the people in the world, for them think of death at all. They are fooled around, so they never think of their life, you know, ended up with death. Also, through the world education system, people have been brainwashed as if the gospel of Christ is academically ridiculous, making people mistaken for believing that they will never die so that they can not look at Jesus Christ crucified. In addition, those who believe in Jesus on the cross are mocked, just as the ignorant people. They do not even know that when they die, they speak like a brave hero and fall into the hell. That is right. The ignorant people are brave, but they are ignorant people who do not know that no one can be brave in the hell. In the hell, they cannot be brave at all, no more. Just Jesus told them that not believed in him of what kind of place of the hell is. And with thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into the hell fire. When their worm dies not, and the fire is not quenched. What is their worm? You know, who say not believe in Jesus? You know, after die, their soul will change as the devil. You know, that's why their worm. Another meaning is many worms in the hell. Yeah, they bite down in the hell. For everyone shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Yeah, it's the words of God. The Holy Spirit has been given, giving the message of warning to Christians who have been to receive the eternal life in this age, even born again Christian, 
Apostle Paul testified of this. Moreover, brethren, I will not that you think be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passes through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. The people of Israel are baptized you know, as a nation of God, you know, baptized all together, right, under the Red Sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat? And did all drink the same spiritual drink? For they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. Neither be you idolater, as were some of them, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murder you, as some of them who are murmured, neither murmured, right? Also murmured and were destroyed of destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. That's right. We must not forget that the Lord died as a ransom for our sins and died on the cross. Like the offering for our redemption, it is the very time for us to restore the first love of God. We must wash our sins with water in the basin of the water to enter the sanctuary to fellowship with the Holy Spirit and dwell in the words of God through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Apostle Paul always advised the saints of the churches of Ephesus to be cleansed by the word of God and be prepared as the beautiful bride of the Holy Christ. He said that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might prevent, present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkles or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Yeah, Apostle Paul confessed, I decide not to know anything else but Jesus Christ and his crucifixion. What that means? What that means? Salvation is only possible to look at him on the cross, just like um, the serpent brazen on the point in the wilderness, because they understood they're going to die in momentary, you know, matter of time. 
Yeah, same thing. In such kind of, in such kind of, you know, fear unto the God. You have to look at Jesus Christ. He's only the way. Today. It's a day for salvation. They to understand the grace through Jesus Christ on the cross. If you receive eternal life today, the Holy Spirit leads your life. Leads your life for your life all the way until you finish your race in this world, okay? I bless all of you to understand today's message and to make a decision what you have to do. There's no, no tomorrow for everyone. No tomorrow, everyone. I bless all of you to receive the grace of Jesus Christ. Just like in Noah a long time ago, he found that grace in the eyes of God that's why only he and his family saved. All other people, 100, 100 billion people, all died by the flood. I bless all of you to be just like Noah or Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah to receive grace with the thanksgiving. I bless all of you in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs>